November 24th, folks. Yeah. Damn near Thanksgiving. What Everybody excited for 10 or less. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I was just going to talk about that. I was just leaving. I was so salty that, that the governor's having 10 people or less together announced last week so how many people did you plan on having at your thanksgiving levi honestly i don't know yeah exactly like six i think it, the way things are looking here with the way everybody's kind of freaking out not i shouldn't say everybody but uh if there wasn't the 10 person rule right now in minnesota how many people did you plan on having at your thanksgiving well i live in a smaller house in town though because we're at the temporary uh, living so quarters. you're trying to say you weren't even gonna break the rule <laughs> anyway but you're fucking pissed about it <laughs> starting to say well our house is a little small right now we're in between places so well, we... <laughs> it wasn't even gonna affect you it's not even my department. Not even your department. So we're doing right. an evening podcast here. Actually, usually we do it in the morning. But yeah, all, all Levi's irons in the fire took took priority this morning. Things are starting to slow down here now, like on the farm, and um, actually my work, my real job's actually picking up a little bit. But uh, things are starting to slow down to where. And the days are getting so short. Dude, it was like dark at 2.30 today. It was Honest not. Honest to God. It, <laughs> that's not possible. Well, I know. I mean, I yeah, it could have been cloudy, on, so it seemed dark. but it. I was out there working on something, and I, I was looking around. I got my truck. I figured it'd be like 5 o'clock. It was like 4, I don't know, 3.30, 4 o'clock. It was just, just, ugh, the day, today was a grind. Being outside, dude. You mean you were welding on something well, so kinda. bad that you had to grind a whole bunch, or no, what? I didn't or touch a grinder. You weren't laying nice beads today, or what? I didn't touch. I, I, I didn't touch a grinder. In how many years? I don't even carry one. Don't even carry one in his <laughs> in his welding rig, because man, he lays nice Just beads. Just a legend. Just a legend up here. No, but it's an evening podcast. Uh, I kind of like this. It's all right. I like the environment. Yeah, well, you're still that, drinking coffee and having a cookie like it's breakfast like we're doing it in the morning this is just phase you know what this is phase two of my day i'm just rolling into phase two. Oh, i might go up north and do a little farm work after this oh the second shift you're gonna work first shift and second shift today yeah. or that's well, pretty I much gotta, every if day I got podcast to listen to i gotta i'll go up in the tractor and just sit sit in it if you got podcasts to listen to you i tried to tell you about hidden brain today and you couldn't even make it through that shock i i do shonker verdantum and he oh i think it's so interesting i have a hard time honestly the only reason i didn't really i listened to him i listened to one full episode you probably couldn't even listen to him because his voice he's like well he's middle eastern isn't he <laughs> i don't know he's Shon possibly shonker verdantum i would say he's indian yeah yeah he sounds very intelligent uh one reason why I, I, I have a hard time understanding him, but if you're bouncing around in a tractor or a piece of equipment or you're driving in a vehicle, it is hard to make out what he's saying sometimes. I can't, <laughs> literally can't understand him. Oh, wow. But he was, he was, one thing that I know he talked about, um, what I will bring up, that what I got from it was, what they call it, doomsday scrolling. Did you read that episode? Mm -mm. Doomsday scrolling. That, yeah, I saw it there. So I he's done a study on, uh, on these people that, it's almost like, doomsday scrolling is like a drug like through your well facebook like uh you know yeah. social media and stuff yeah, just looking for the bad the, election, the bad the bad the bad COVID, the bad yes it's this it's that you know the left is gonna get us the right's gonna get us the well that goes back to just like that's what people like to read you don't hear the stories of all the good stuff every day you only hear and that's the, what that's the, the point news he was from at. uh shitty news bad news 
Yeah, people he said it's like a drug. Stuff that frustrates people, yeah. And then they can get in little forums or whatever and chat with each other, and everybody can agree and put their pitchforks up together and go get them, and then they never do nothing. They just read another article and... Or you get on mm. social media like me and just tr- go on a trolling episode. And I don't know why I do it. It does no zero good. I haven't watched a movie. There's a new documentary called The Social Dilemma. I think it's out on Netflix or something, and it talks about that. It talks about how hard it is to quit social media and, and the things they do to make it like a drug, like to, you know, ring bells off and start keep pumping serotonin into your brain. As, it does. Yeah, and it turns into a, an addiction, like a casino or a, anything, alcohol or drugs. But since, you want to uh, scroll and scroll and scroll and look and scroll and look and scroll and since, look and pop-ups. and Since we started know. this podcast, it, it's been more like a... I've been, I've been able to stay off, off of the... Mostly off of the drug known as Facebook, <laughs> uh, because I can come on here and we can actually talk about things bo- that bother us. And you're you're an open minded individual f- with a different view, so I can kind of I feel like you can get it off your chest to a little bit. And I think it's just reassurance sometimes that you know maybe because we 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 have opposing views, sometimes you just need reassurance that what you're thinking isn't completely wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like my views make me an evil person. No. You know, but sometimes we just need to be reassured that because sometimes the way social media portrays it is they, they honestly, they, they look, they make, try to eat both sides, try to make either side look evil sometimes. Almost all the time. And, and, and both sides are guilty of it. And it makes people feel like they need to be on the defense. Was that, know? was that episode of Hidden Brain? Was that something about, I listened to one where. Oh, it's so interesting. It's just about human biases and the the what underlying, yeah, the underlying things that are going on in your mind that make you act like sheep or not in society. But there was one funny one talking a statistic about um, nowadays if you're a Republican, if you'd be okay with your son or daughter coming back and marrying or saying that they're engaged or getting married to someone that is a democrat and and a lot of people these days think that that's no no they would not even go to the wedding or not want to allow it or you know i mean do you really think that's a thing i think that it's becoming a thing that it is that it's getting so extreme that people are going well you're a damn democrat and then they get scared uh they get scared that every time you're with them that's what they're going to talk about is the radical democratic stuff at every single family gathering and and it's not I mean, when did it's we not cross this line I know, in this country I, I know plenty of people or i guess not plenty but multiple couples that are one's a democrat one's a republican they work just fine i i do too i mean man. that's and but i've heard of kids uh uh i've got a nephew that's like i don't know if he's 12 and and uh his aunt is a Democrat and she's dating a Republican and when they showed up one day he just he couldn't believe that 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 was a possibility the way his parents have taught him that <laughs> that their 12 year old didn't think it was reasonable for a Democrat and a Republican to be together and didn't understand how that how that even worked dude that is that is like the and, deepest divide I've ever seen like <laughs> this country used to not be like that it used to be it's not like they were you know Democrat and Republican or left and right was that more of a fight on on a lawmaker level 
you know, in, at, at the Capitol. Whether, it's got very personal now. Yeah, it's social gotten, media it's gotten and so things personal. Like that and and uh, I'm guilty of it myself of, of probably promoting that divide in the past <laughs> until I got, you know, I mean, probably a age with age comes a little bit of, I don't know, you just start to realize that your anger is doing absolutely no good. Anger, hate. I mean, it takes a lot of energy to be angry and especially to hate. When you hear people say that they hate something or someone, that literally takes physical consciousness to keep trying to hate somebody and it it takes energy out of your soul i think i mean and your body all the time if you could just change your mind and just hey forget about it i don't care anymore it doesn't bother me well and and, and that would just it's like be such a look. weight off your shoulders and people don't realize that they can do that themselves they can change their mind there's you're never too old to change your mind it, it's everywhere you look um i i just I saw an article or something the other day getting on Walls' dick about how he's handled this COVID stuff. Yeah, but Walls has to be getting pulled in many directions, too. And I've heard, I think he has children, too, that are, you know, in high school sports and things like that. And That's it's not like really he's that. Not it's, it's not that happy about shutting down sports. Well, and... right, but it's, I don't think that anybody at this time, I think it's way too early to be giving people any pat on the back. Well... I mean, I mean, it's it, way I don't too think early. so because it's been <laughs> it's been since March, and 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 nobody's been able to give anybody a pat on the back since March because nothing has been positive well, enough to to show people that we're going to push through this. It's did they just ever? Did they? Donald ever? Trump saying that on November fourth it's going to be done because it's a it's a publicity stunt from the well, Dems. I know, but did they ever? I don't think he ever said that. Yeah, he said it would be done. It's a political thing. He said it, it will was be a done. virus from China. <laughs> he said lots of things. Okay, he... so let's back up. I, I, I don't think anybody deserves a pat on the back. I think what people need to recognize is leave the fucking politics out of it. Number one, leave it to the politicians, or what? leave the or... politics out of the viruses. Obviously, oh. there's a virus out there. Yeah. Did they ever come to think that maybe it's something we cannot control? Well, I mean, yeah, we don't know a lot about it, but we there are we factors. We have zero control there, over it. Yeah, no, but we do have control over ourselves and how many people we see. And if you do have the virus, how many people you go and, and make out to, with. And if and you go to a party, to personal responsibility. Yeah, so personal responsibility, but you can't put you can't put that on people because people aren't responsible enough. Like literally, you can't believe that everybody's responsible enough to make the best decision all the time. Why not? Because they're not. Well, then I'm not. It took years of me, like well, with a you, good buddy, okay. to say, "Brats, one better decision a day. Start making better decisions." He You're ended up being my best man. Decisions. He ended up being my best man because he pulled me through a lot of stuff. I made bad choices, and he would just say little things. Just make better choices. Make better choices. One better choice a okay. day. So and so, yeah. Just these people. One better choice a day can get you so far. So these people that make these quote on air quote bad choices we're kind of referring to probably people that go to bars on a daily basis i don't know probably socially congregate more yeah i don't know i mean like if you are in a scenario i've known of people that have been in a scenario where multiple people have come out of a weekend a party a wedding and had the virus so maybe there's 12 people they tested positive. They were hanging out with 12 other people. A couple of them don't feel great. Stay home for a couple days. Think they feel better. Never get tested. And then just go right back into 
society. So I know multiple people that have done it. And it's like, man, your friends are asking you to get tested because they all went and got tested and 80% of them have it. You're now not refusing to take a test and also going to another social event this weekend. All right, let's let's back that up just a So hear. that is when it's like, hey, you're not totally being responsible and people get frustrated, but it is their choice to not get tested. And it is their choice to go to another wedding if they want. Okay, so I'm but, just I'm just going to throw this out there and we can get off this topic, okay. but if you want to rebuttal, that's okay too. <laughs> um but but one thing I will say is and I got into a little bit of a trolling argument with somebody it wasn't an argument it was more of a conversation but um one thing that i would like to see statistics on which i doubt they have them but i would like to see i've heard of people like we talked about on the last podcast people waiting three hours to get tested for covid what i would like to know is how many of these people that get tested for covid i guess how many of them are sick actually symptomatic Mm-hmm. Number one, and how many? Uh, and and then another thing is what I'd like to know is what what at what point does that testing decrease the effectiveness of the ability for that hospital to perform at its best? You mean because they're giving up so much time? They're giving to up testing? time and energy and personnel for testing people that want. Yeah, but they might have like two people that are at the emergency room door that go and but, test everybody but it's unneeded it's an unneeded resource that we're spending time and money on i don't think so i don't think it's on un- i don't think anybody would think it's unneeded to get tested there's Even literally if you're people in big cities getting tested because they want a peace of mind okay let's say yeah. person a was exposed to it yesterday and they get tested today that supposedly the virus can sit what do they call it two weeks two weeks like dormant before you dormant. even know that you're have it and it can be spread in those asymptomatic weeks yes so, so what she could have it good does a test do then it tells you that you have it and there's still y- a 50 percent chance you're going to get it this weekend just by being by <laughs> yes. myself in my house well statistically speaking well no <laughs> if i stay home and don't go to thanksgiving there, well if, if if that person that that this person was exposed to has it that's what they say now, 50%? Oh. That you can contract it, supposedly. Oh, yeah, I don't know, because, yeah, I do have friends that one has got it and one hasn't, so it's a weird it's a weird thing. But Okay, so off that. I can't risk it. Off that, yeah, I get it. I get it, man. I can't risk it either. Actually, I can. <laughs> I can. I can. I can. I can. can. All I'll do is just go to the woods by myself. Yeah, you can go but stay I'll... in your tractor for 14 days and just get a whole bunch of shit I'll just sit in down. there, too, just not moving. Okay. I got another topic for us. We're going to get off COVID, you know. Oh, yeah. So. Pop. Hey, did we, f- let's finish. Are we going to talk about this guy still, though, this? Oh, shocker. Listen to him because no. he's got an Indian voice. He thinks he's listening to no, I do not. Uh, some telemarketer or something. No, I don't, dude. I, that's not and how I roll. <laughs> well, Listen to me, dude. I mean, he Listen. is a very educated. God this dang is, it. Dude, he, dude, the guy, I, you have to be sitting down. Yeah, you, you have, have to, to be have paying full, attention. You have to have full ears. Yeah, you have to pay attention to it. It's it's one that they're 45 minutes long, and you listen fr- from beginning to end. And, it's fun and to it, listen to. He's a, You he's can't a, pick up chunks. He's a he's a guy that sounds like he does tons and tons of research, and he has a lot of facts that he can accrue a lot of information, and he has a lot of findings. Yeah, I think really he just refers to lots of studies that people have already done, also, you know. But it's interesting. So what society. else? Society. What else do I got? Um, I was talking with a well, 
First, I want to talk about company towns. I heard Alaska referred to today as a company town. There ain't no God. There ain't no such thing. <laughs> there ain't no such thing. You know, we talked on previous episodes about back in the day, they used to have logging towns and mining towns and, uh, you know, when they build the dams and they would have company money and company towns and company store company store and everybody bought from the same thing and it was just a cycle of money going through the company and staying in the company but it was uh modern day slavery aka (laughs) modern day slavery yeah kind of but yeah i mean they had the choice to go there also so (laughs) really not at all (laughs) and they weren't being bought and sold yeah really not at all that was bad (laughs) that didn't make sense but but it, it is a form of if you th- it's a, it's on its way there. It's on its way there. Yeah, the company towns. It was just trying to control them as much as they could. Keep yeah. their employees around and and keep the money keep the money where they wanted it. Keep them broke enough to where they don't have enough money to even get home. Yeah, give them a little bit, but keep them around and and they keep wanting to the company to do better, but they never really totally do better. They just get little tidbits here and there and the yep. company rakes in the 98% of the money and and you know, they pay their peasants peasants pretty much you know what they feel is legit and they tell them that it's that it's great so what were your findings on your research then or what do you got well now now this is about like uh anwar is the alaska national wildlife Mm -hmm. refuge and that's what trump right now is pushing for uh to open it up to companies to prospect for oil and drill for oil they've already got prudhoe bay up there and now they want uh just over a million more acres for oil research and really to oh it's, Ar- it's arctic national wildlife refuge it's yep. called anwar An- well they have that short anwar or whatever the yeah arctic so that's national. essentially north slope right yeah okay yeah way up there by the i mean into the arctic circle right up on the yeah i don't know they want to they want to drill more up there yeah they want to open up like just over a million more acres for drilling and stuff and so that is controversial donald trump is trying to push that as fast as he can before he gets out of office to let the oil companies do exploration up there which they've already done and know that there's oil there but it's well they're, they're already pumping and drilling out of there out of the national wildlife refuge yeah well that would be new so, like I don't this know. week or what no they've been doing it for years well i don't oh well that has Hold been on. passed where prudhoe bay is but this is another chunk it must be but so okay i'm gonna back that up hold on so i'm thinking about just the north slope in general yeah which the north slope is huge it's like the whole length of half the united states yeah i understand that so they're already drilling in what's called the npra i believe and anwars to the east east um so they want to drill more over there i don't understand okay being a guy in the oil industry i don't understand why they're even drilling up i mean i'm like all how for, far away that is from where the oil's needed i'm all for, i'm you know me i'm all for drilling and stuff but how is it even profitable like as a businessman I i'm sitting here, i'm not a business it's, it's, it's not like profitable I, for alaska for sure so every most of the people up there don't give a shit because they, they want to drill. Substance checks. They get paid. That's what I'm talking about. It being a company town. So the oil, yeah, the oil industry has turned Alaska as a whole into a company town. It's controlled by the oil industry with the, I like mean, the, the, there, the elected officials from the Alaska. They don't care because they're getting money too. There's well, the very, natives do care. I mean, maybe half and half. Who knows? Well, there's the Gwich'in people is uh, who's trying to fight it, and they've been there for thousands of years and. They say that's where their caribou herd that they've lived off for these thousands of years. Uh, that's their calving grounds. And so it's, 
it's kind of a sacred spot to them and understand you don't believe that anybody really has rights to any land before well, anybody well didn't you say that before that nobody has control over should well, have control over certain parts of land i don't know how i feel about it i mean like nobody's entitled to the land i mean they were there first but we stole a fair and square or bought it from russia and well we got I it mean, because nobody wanted it they didn't see any strategic at the time, I don't think they saw any strategic value in it. But here, okay, so... I mean, not until so, the Cold War when, when it was close enough to Russia that the U.S. was scared. And I think they pumped military bases up there. And after after the Cold War, then everything was pulled out and there's still buildings. But, yeah, I just... I mean, Alaska is this last frontier. It's our last wild space. You know, the most wild space of that America has in its possession and given it's a little chunk way up north, but what, like, why? why I don't do got to drill there. And I think what I'm saying is, like, Alaska, even its governors, its elected officials, are acting like pretty much like a board of directors for an oil, company. oil companies. Yeah, because, like, Sarah Palin's saying, we're going to drill, 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 drill. Like I don't get why, because just to because, the west of us in North Dakota, where you can go out. 11 months out of the, well, not that. I'm probably, you can probably do construction and production over there. Like let's say nine, nine months, months out, of the, out of the year. Yeah. In the easiest to access, easiest to build pipelines. It's the, it's low risk, very low earthquake risk, low There's everything risk. Less people. Less people. Well, maybe not then Alaska, but about the same. <laughs> I don't understand how I'm, okay, just some, our audience, which, what do we got about 30,000 listeners Yeah, I think now? we were up. To just over thirty, we're okay. So our audience, I, I, I'm supposed to be the conservative one here. That's all about drilling and stuff. But as somebody that, I guess maybe understands a little bit of how business works, I, I look at pictures and I've seen documentaries on drilling in Alaska on the North Slope. I really, I don't understand how it's profitable to pump it. Can you how imagine, many miles? Can you imagine what it costs to pay one man to go up there and weld on pipe? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Oh, we'll fly you up because they fly you up there. They put you up in a man camp. They, you think about one man per week is probably about fifty grand to for house him and pay him and for the, a welder. Yeah, the W two, the benefits, and the state. T- you know, for real a week, probably fifty grand a week. Probably for probably one make welder, a ton of money, and it's government I, no, no, subsidized. I, I'd imagine. I'm not saying that the welder's getting paid that much. That's what it's costing the company. Oh yeah, you know, after benefits and union pensions, and you know, that's what the cost potentially could be for a welder and say a helper you know Mm -hmm. i don't know if they use helpers up there but um i guess what i'm saying is i don't see how it's profitable even how is this even a thing i don't know because we want to be oil we want to dominate the world now with oil that's fine maybe maybe 200 years from now when when it's 60 degrees up there in october we can drill then when North Dakota, Texas, and everything Oklahoma else is runs out. out. But till I don't, I guess I don't understand the whole point of drilling out there and how it's profitable at this I, time. I think it's only profitable because there's so much subsidy for the companies, even to prospect for drilling. That you think Alaska is inviting them in? I think there's probably a divide. I think some people are pumped because they just get a check. I got friends that live in Alaska; they get like seventeen hundred bucks just for being a citizen. At, you know, every year, and I mean, that's we just all enjoy such a rich state. So there must be no 
I mean, they must not need to charge any taxes to anybody we for all hardly enjoy, anything. So. We're all enjoying cheap gas, gas prices right now because of who's in office, let's be honest. But we're also... Or the pandemic, too, and or just... What's that? I mean... I don't... You think the pandemic... There's less people traveling. That's think, a fact. You think the pandemic would have caused prices actually to go up? Because if you think about it, our whole production industry is at risk right now of essentially not being able to produce. Yeah, so I, mean, how I, could that I imagine there's oil wells closing and but small companies that have went under now already. Once they're built, once an oil infrastructure system or gas yeah. system is built, there's really not much to do other than let it produce. And say 30 years from now, they got to come back and do, you know, obviously these companies are all regulated by the DOT. In the continental United, I don't know what they do up in Canada. Continental United States, they're regulated by the DOT, you know, and they have to show the Department of Transportation. It's ridiculous the amount of documentation they have to do on this stuff. For it is what? For everything, the way they build it, every single the square. The Department in, of Transportation is overseeing oil wells. Oil, no, they oversee oil transportation. Oh, okay. Department of Energy oversees oil wells. Once it gets into a transportation system, like a transmission line, even a pipeline. Yeah, pipelines are all watched by the dot so they're all monitored by the department of transportation in fact every state has their own company or their own branch like minnesota has what's called minnesota office of pipeline safety Mm -hmm. and they're not really out looking to see if guys are wearing their safety glasses on construction projects they're more out there watching the construction of pipelines make make sure sure that procedures are being followed you know they they audit all the x-ray film on the welds they um They'll just do audits. Like on a big pipeline job, you might see them out there in the course of, I don't know, say like three months, you'll see them out there probably once every two weeks. Yeah. And they're they're pretty scary people because they can shut down a whole job. Instantly. Well, yeah, they're called MinOps, but they're not, it's not like they're, they're just doing their job. Yeah, they're literally doing their job. People yeah. get mad at people. It, well, it depends. If you got authority, you can do your job or you can really be a... a dick while you do it too. You can do it and be I remember friendly. When, you don't have to let them get by with doing no, shoddy work. No, they will work, not but. let anybody get by with nothing. And that's, uh, that's this this topic has kind of gone. I guess we're, I want to bring up something too. You know, I work, I work for a union pipeline contractor and, um, you know, being in Minnesota, we're, we're pretty union strong here. And, you know, I, I'd see a lot of, I'll give you an example of what I see, you know, um, a lot of big companies from the Midwest kind of they own infrastructure in minnesota mm-hmm. i'm not going to say any names i could i want to but i'm not going to <laughs> now they got some big players in in the world economy you know um and they own infrastructure in minnesota and our company you know bids against other companies and our we're, we're essentially what we've seen we've seen a pattern of non-union you know lower paid companies getting pretty a pretty good majority of the work um, so the unions aren't quite well working anymore so, or what? so one thing that I, I one thing that kind of irks me a little bit is that we've got public infrastructure essentially people say well pipelines aren't public because the public isn't on them well yes they are the public is on them there's people farming over pipelines there's people driving over them they're public infrastructure and they could potentially be dangerous well it's going because so wh- they do go through why are they public infrastructure? Don't they go on all private land? and, Or maybe they cross public I, here and there. I mean, there, a lot of pipelines that are built re- require eminent domain. That's mm-hmm. public infrastructure, man, even though it's privately owned. So, so then, what I'm saying is you're dealing with 
running natural gas, a lot of natural gas mm-hmm. lines across the state of Minnesota and elsewhere that there's unskilled. Well, I shouldn't say because you're non-union that you're, you're unskilled. <laughs> I shouldn't say that, but I'm just saying, you know, the state you, of the state of Minnesota, and that's another thing I'm you calling. You have to pass on, certain tests to to get into the have, union, or do you just have to sign up and pay your dues? No, you like uh, my union, local 798 out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. You got to pass welding tests, and you got to have. They so won't many, allow you to even join their they, union they, if you're. They've got a vetting process. Okay, and they, and it takes years to get good credentials. To go out there and do it, um, and every single job you go on, they test. So that's a non-union. They every single job they go on, they test too. So they must pass. So they pass, but that's that's the bare minimum. Okay. Yeah. What I'm saying is, if in my eyes, I live in the state of Minnesota. You know, believe it or not, I'm kind of proud to be from Minnesota. I want our, you know, I want our infrastructure to be top notch. Yeah. You know, and I'm not saying union is ultimately the best. There is some union contract. Yeah, but you got pride in your own work and you I, know I that that's I do and I you do. I do and you I'm well, prou- well. and I'm proud of our union, you know, our local out of Tulsa and um you know How's it? that's the local for Minnesota well, out of it Tulsa, is, Oklahoma. It, it's, it's a nationwide local. They actually have people that work up in Alaska. But they have their own local up there. They have they have certain jurisdictions where like our local covers so many states. We're, mm-hmm. we're, we're probably, we cover the most geographic area in the country out of any other pipeline or local, but like local 597 out of Chicago has a huge membership because they have so much work over there because hmm. they cover pipe trades. So it'd be power plants, refineries, ethanol. I mean, they cover, you know, the pipe trades. Co- we don't just cover pipelines. We, you know, the UA covers all kinds of stuff. Yeah. I mean, water lines. We'll build, wa- we'll build anything that you can run. Any big pipe that needs welding, right? Any well, steel. small pipe. I've, I've been on pipeline jobs that were two inch. Oh, yeah. God, you got suck, a small you know? pipe. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so anyway, I, you know, I, I, I guess, I guess my point is we should, we should demand as taxpayers, we should demand out of our legislature on a state level, you know, the best skilled, most skilled people. But also come, the most budget friendly. What's the difference in the bid between the the it, union versus it's probably, your? It's probably quite you know, a bit. The, but but I guess if 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 some private sector company wants to do business in Minnesota, they better be willing to invest in Minnesota and their people. Enough said. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I but mean, pipelines cross state lines. They cross the whole country. They cross Canada. So mm-hmm. I mean, you're investing locally. I mean, locally is you because you're a Minnesotan, so you want to work in Minnesota and keep it here. But your union isn't even from here. Yeah, but we got—I think we have like 85 welders right now in the state out of local 798. Probably just as many welder helpers. Plus, we've got you know the other guys, the operators, the laborers, and they all have locals right out of the cities. Uh, I think there's another local out of Virginia, Minnesota, I believe, or Duluth. Um, I mean, I think that's been argued for a long time from any state when another business comes in, or even here in this small town of Roseau that we're from. And, you know, with the COVID this summer, I I asked if I could, I rent, I rent my property where I have my store, and I asked my landlord if we could have food trucks, you know, parked next to the building. And uh, he said, no, I don't want them coming because I don't want them from out of town coming because our, our restaurants in our local town here are struggling already. So... I, yeah, said good point. I said that's fair. That's fair, but 
also people love food trucks. <laughs> you know? I mean, well, so, you know, and I, I, it's that that whole union. I understand thing. his side too, and and yeah, I support our local restaurants too. But that whole union thing is kind of a tough subject, when, politically speaking, because I've I've talked about it before. You know, I'm a conservative, and and I believe in you know, uh, you know, I I believe. Yeah, people should be able to go to work if they want, but also we got to make sure that when it comes to certain aspects of infrastructure that we need to make sure that people are in the, we need to make sure that people that can do the job are are there doing the job. Well, I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Disagreement. I don't, I mean, if, if it's something that is going to cause a spill, an oil spill, anything or an like that, or deaths. explosion or deaths or yeah, if the railroad tracks aren't fixed, then they should have been in the tankers yeah, tip we need over. To have the, I we mean, need to have skilled laborers out there and, yeah. you know, that's another thing. So too. you want it done. You want the best do- job done, obviously. Absolutely. But at some point, the budget don't. Uh, you're a hundred percent right, and that's that's what we're dealing. with. The budget with. doesn't afford it. That's what our company's dealing with right now. You know, as we're bidding a lot of work, we bid a lot of work, and we've we just have to stand our ground a little bit on some of this stuff because you know we can't. I, I just had a conversation with my boss. I said, you know, we, we can't be even thinking about taking you know money out of our pockets of our guys that's not even a thing you know with us you know what i'm saying i mean we want to take care of our people otherwise we're not gonna we just would rather not be in business well there's all sorts of industries that are changing now i mean when i mean maybe without all the subsidies that have been given to oil and gas if they start getting cut back uh, you know i mean you're not gonna get paid as much Pro athletes aren't getting paid as if much. They, I mean, all sorts of if they jobs start, are the, saying. The that, sad thing is if they start cutting back, the profit margins for these oil companies are going to go up because they can drive up their price. I was thinking about this tonight. Actually, I was thinking about something just to cover on the podcast here. And I, it's just a theory that I have personally now. This is just okay. my own theory. My boss and I were talking okay. about it. About is, oil prices? And I know I've, we've talked about it before. If... If you regulate something, say you got a garden hose, and you and you and you're trying to water your plants, yeah, and you and you've got it regulated, and it's hot out, your demand for water is not changing, but your but you, your your demand for water is still high. But say you regulate it, it doesn't mean those plants don't need water. They still need water. You know what I'm saying? So. You could technically well let's let's look You're at it. You're saying you can't cut the oil back when everybody still needs it for everything. And if they do cut the oil back, they're gonna charge more for it. Yeah, and people will maybe just start riding their bikes if they only live four blocks they from their work. Do that, dude. It's too easy to go to the gas pump and I spend know, an but extra two dollars. There has to be a there there needs to be in our society like a mental change from being lazy to flip it like i mean i get it why we're gonna keep getting more lazy and lazy and expect more and expect more let me go back less and less work and that let me go back to the theory and i'm not saying we need to go back to the olden days but so so let me get this 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 theory of mine could prove that the incoming administration could be really negating any just like the six in one half a dozen in the other <laughs> theory that i talked about the other day six in one hand we, so, we didn't ever use the hand six in one hand half a dozen in the other yeah, hand so, that makes it the same so essentially what trump <laughs> has it. done is he's basically his narrative alone right now has lowered fuel prices i, I think because he's air quote 
oil friendly. But so, it's not his narrative. He's he's making moves that are opening up oil, land for oil speculation and okay, that so, hasn't been opened before. So. so one thing that I've noticed is oil companies right now, the stocks, their stocks are low. Because forty bucks a barrel or something. Yeah, because they're 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 actual company stocks, not the they're not their oil stocks, but their stocks. Oh, their stock of oil. Well, no, I'm I saying their stock on the, on the Nasdaq or whatever. Oh, okay. Okay, so, yeah. so they're trading low. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Maybe they're not right now, but no, they are. I think it's like forty bucks kay. a barrel. I think it's been. So, uh, what I'm know. saying is, if you regulate that industry, That's and wrong. you cut them off, forty's wrong. Sorry. Okay, you could so say okay, so the oil production industry and the oil transportation industry are two different industries. Okay, mm-hmm. the oil transportation industry is its own thing. So like, usually you don't see your big Exxon Mobil or you know Shell. They they don't transport the oil. It's usually you don't see semis parties. with Shell on the side. No, and you don't see pipelines. They don't operate their own pipelines. They're not in the business of operating. They they essentially say, here you go. Who owns you know, the pipeline? Is it a federally owned pipeline no, it's, it's companies private companies own different sections of I'll it maybe say, uh, Enbridge owns pipelines yeah. um, I mean but they own their full pipeline from beginning to start oh yeah they, they own they the whole system and then when it gets to the refinery you know ExxonMobil might take ownership of that oil again you know it, they're, they're only they're getting paid by the barrel to transport mm-hmm. so no matter what their price never changes to transport they have contracts that they fill, just like trade and grain commodities. Yeah, but they must be high. They can, when they sign them, they can probably, if well, they built the pipeline, they should be able to be, set their prices so whatever they want. And you just got to go, all right, shit, we'll do it because it's but, the only pipeline. So oil prices are going up. But if you could give investors a reason to essentially freak out and buy a bunch of stock in these companies and basically say, we're going to, we're going to limit drilling or we're going to cut off drilling. We're going to leave our production right where it's at. We're going to essentially, you know, we're not going to do any exploration. We're just going to yeah. do. Then all of a sudden, the whole industry kind of, they don't freak out, but it's a time. It's really, it's time. They're like, they're thinking. Well, they're on a gonna, timeline. Well, they're thinking we're going to make money. We're going to make money now because we have a reason. Well, you know, it's going to get more expensive as it runs out. Well, yeah. We as, get less as, and less. As, they aren't pumping more or speculating so more. So what right? I'm thinking is, you know, essentially Biden-Harris administration could potentially make oil, big oil tons of money by just the rumor that they could, that they can, you know, not allow any more exploration or any more new drilling, say. Yeah. But I don't think that that Anwar, that specifically speaking, is a large enough area to really impact the oil industry. I mean, it is a huge area and it's a big deal. But like comparatively speaking, to like North well, there's Dakota. that North Dakota, uh, two national monuments that Donald Trump opened up again now. Where at? Out in Utah, the Bears Ears National Monument and Grand Staircase. I don't es- know why they're drilling in Utah. Escalante. I think all the so natural like, ga- dude. So have you ever seen the pictures like on National Geographic when they show all the hieroglyphs and stuff, mm-hmm. or petroglyphs I think they're called, and the cave dwellings from the uh, indigenous people in Arizona and. I think they're the Hopi, the Hopi Indians, and they lived in the caves down there, and there's still paintings on all the rocks, and and uh, Barack Obama said, yeah, we're going to protect this one, these two chunks here, and it'll never get touched. You it'll never get touched. And one of the first things Donald Trump did is he came in, and he's appointed somebody to the energy board, and he went there, and he looked, and he said, ah, we're just going to, 
We're going to let it be open to speculation again. Sorry, so everybody. Just, so it's just open to speculation right now. Well, it's that's the first step. So what, what I mean, makes, if, it, so if what, they're there to speculate, so they're I'm there gonna, to drill. I'm going to throw a curveball at you. They know how much is there. I'm going to throw a curveball at you. Yeah. What makes... So... The, what hypothet- makes it significant hypothetically speaking hypothetically speaking say my family came here 200 years ago and mm-hmm. they started farming and we we you know it was in the family name say you know this is not the situation I'm in trust me but <laughs> I every bit of land I have I been to the bank and bought it. yeah but yeah. anyways if you started farming the land okay, so- before you paid for it and then I guess what I'm saying is... Tried to claim it as your say, own? Say, you know, there, we're getting... The, America's getting to the age right now where people are getting a sense of, I guess, uh, heritage. You know, we have a heritage up here, right? So we are getting a history up here, like mm-hmm. you know, European-Americans up here. Um, we, we do, you know, I would... I guess just because they're Native Americans doesn't make them any more credible anymore than fifth generation Americans that that have no choice but we I was born here right so I guess what I'm saying is say I had a 500 acres or a thousand acres that say my great 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 grandpa got when he first settled here now would I write a letter to the president saying I never ever want oil exploration to be here Depends or mining on what your land looks like if it is but a, why why one is of it based mo- off of that though oh because I mean you could go in North Dakota you could take the population of the country just because and go it out to looks North Dakota. doesn't mean jack squat though i mean yeah, it does to so many people man it, it's like there are only this many places on this earth that are this unique i get that but that but you, we should but, save this but, because we're gonna wreck the world but the humans are gonna wreck the world so as long as we can hang on what about the blood sweat and tears that so-and-so's joe blow's grandpa over there cleared the land and he and he nurtured it and he nurtured those plants out there and fed thousands and thousands of people off that land for 150 years you know and, and he worked hard and he damn near got it you know in the 50s just about got it taken because of the drought and all the stories that go with it i mean some things some sometimes some things mean different things to people that's hard to say but yeah, what but I'm you're saying, making the argument for it. You're saying if if this so, if, if your scenario was I, the same as the people that lived there for so long and are invested there and their homes were there and I they make, carved fucking I, I making cave, that carved no, caves into I'm making that argument. Now what if I wrote a letter to Barack Obama when he was in office asking to say, I want no mineral I want the mineral rights to my land and I want to make sure that nobody ever touches my land for anything. Do you think even after I'm that? dead and Yeah. Do you think he'd grant that for me? I think it would have to go up. I think like that decision has to get made by multiple people. So, so what I'm saying I think is, these what? places have been argued over for many, many years. Like your, I think your Donald, chunk out think, here, he'd be like, "What?" I think the reason Donald <laughs> Trump did what? that. Why do you care if you're sure? I'll sign it. We don't care if your farm in Minnesota ever gets. Oil speculation, Levi. I think the reason this is no problem. I think the reason why he did that was he wanted signature. It was more of a political stunt, more than anything, because I I, right now number one is I don't think they'll ever drill out there. It's not profitable. Like once again, it's in the mountains. Yeah, but it's it's not profitable. You don't think in Alaska, and they're still doing it there and wanting to do more. So I mean, they don't have to pump it. Maybe they can pump it close to the west coast, or maybe it will just supply the southwest. I don't they think, won't I, have to transfer it I so think, far. Where's it at? 
the Grand Staircase Escalante and Bears Ears National Monument in Utah. One might be on two right states, here. like yeah, on, on the border of two. Yeah, so I could never even imagine drilling, even trying to set up. Like roads and. I, I mean, infrastructure. Look at that. I mean, could you imagine trying to set up infrastructure in that no, terrain? but they will. They I mean, will they not will. do it. Yes, they will. There's, no, there's not even oil there. <laughs> then why would they be so invested in trying to get it back? Look at this. Why would they? Why Dude, would the oil companies be so invested? This is why you get so fired in, up right here. Look at this article. Get it here. Back. Hold on, I'm going to read the headline on here. All right. Trump administration officially invites polluters into Bears Ears Grand Staircase Escalante National. The polluters. Well, that's what they are. They're, dude. I mean, I get that they're make they're they're getting a product that most of America uses and loves, but they, it's not that they don't cause pollution and by doing it. Oh, or, you know or what they leaving, want to do? It says the the administration's attempts to shrink the two monuments by millions of acres have been met with a wave of public opposition. So he's not really. So there, he's just shrinking. He opened this, it. He's just. Oh, I see. So he what pulled it, is, it back and no, opened he it up. Sh- he shrunk the size. So yeah, I get that. He didn't make them totally disappear. Essentially, took- the environmentalists did a, like a land grab, and they got millions of acres involved included in this park. And now he's just essentially pulling back the amount of acres. Is what I. That's how I read this. Yeah, it's, it must be from Donald Trump. I mean, you're saying that. <laughs> environmentalists they, did a they land shows grab. shows it on the map, dude. It's like a huge... Yeah. Why do they need that much land for a monument? That is what it is. I mean, you if you go to a national park, you don't want to, like, stand on top of the mountain. You just hike... Dude, there's, like, still, hiked, a, there's like still, like, a million acres there. Six hours or six days up to, and then you look out, and you're like, oh, sweet, this is such a great view of all these oil wells scattered across the countryside. I, mean, I you can see the, the fires burning here, 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 here. here. I'm not saying it isn't neat. I've driven through North Dakota with all the fires burning at night. Uh, they're, they're, they're act by law. They gotta. They're, they're, those are done. Oh, they're done. They they're piping that gas out. Mm. They're going to gas plants and they're they're heating. Uh, oh, I'm saying that's neat, but you don't want it every everywhere. It's cool they, in North Dakota. Some states don't even allow it. It's not cool in national parks or national monuments or like the most beautiful places. It's the same thing with Alaska. It's like hey. Yeah, but this is one of the last I, beautiful places. Why okay, do we? Why do we so you try know my, to fuck it up? You know my position on. Uh, look at this text my wife sent me. Sexy beast. That's not you. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, I, I, with when it comes to the Alaska thing, I'm gonna have to do some research on that because, I mean, you don't you don't totally agree with pumping oil from Alaska in the first place, but right because it's not just really so number far one. Is I'm, a, I'm more of a continental. US 48. Yeah. <laughs> why would I want to US 48? You know, why Why would I want to go up there and go to work? Because it pays. There's dude, money, honestly, dude. I don't think money, it pays money, near as much money, as pipelining around here. Well, not for you, but for the investors and the companies that are getting billions of dollars of our taxpayers' money to go look into it. Dude, if I was a politician, you know what I'd do? If I was a national politician? I don't know. Probably pull back all the national monuments for fucking oil drilling. You know? The way it sounds. Not. You know what I would do? I would find out. <laughs> I'd take like a national poll and I'd say, who has private land that you that that thinks that they have oil? And just have a bunch of guys oh. and gals email in saying, Come I drill in, here. I live in bumfuck Nebraska, yeah. right? And then you, what you do is you have a team of essentially a whole your department of energy. You, they know where the oil is supposedly. 
have them say, okay, so let's examine all these places and let's review where all everybody's these places, willing, and then wherever, and we'll start wherever it's the least amount of impact. environmental impact, and then have a have like an escalation ladder, right? And and you have basically a red zone where you where places where this is like next to a city, <laughs> yeah, let or red zone like monuments, parks, yeah, each each well essentially. Sh- you know, who's to say they got to open up drilling altogether in that area? Why don't they? Why don't they have like a almost like an escalation of force? I think that it doesn't even or, matter. I think that there must be, even if they don't find oil and don't end up drilling, two years or five years or ten years from now, literally there is taxpayer money that's going to these companies just to look at it. Can if you, you get it that? opened up, well, there must be government subsidies for oil. I mean, the prices are so. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, I don't, I mean, they must f- literally function. They get so big that they can't fail. They're literally like Donald Trump as a businessman. <laughs> Nobody should get too big to get fucking checked and go, nope, you got to give your company up. We're liquidating it. You did such bad business and speculation and broke so many laws and got so many fines. You suck. You're done. But they just go, shit, they're so big and so many other things rely on it that let's just give them some more money or else our economy is going to take a womp, a hit so for a month are, or two. And it's what like, they dude, are, take hits for 10 fucking years. So if what they are is there subsidies in the, the form, better. in the form of tax subsidies. Um, so they're not handing money out to them, but conservative estimates put U.S. direct subsidies to the fossil fuel industry at roughly $20 billion a year. Twenty billion With to fossil 20% fuels. Twenty percent currently allocated to coal, which is kind of crazy, and eighty percent to natural gas and crude oil. Oh, you, look at this! European oil union oil subsidies so, are estimated at fifty-five 20, billion. Twenty billion. Yeah, I don't care about Europe. Europe gives their oil companies more money well, we than should, us. But we should care about other countries because the reason why the government's involved in oil is for national security reasons. Um. Believe it or not, I don't know if you know this or not, but there is other countries that do want to take over us and want us dead and want our natural... They want our stuff. They want our gold out Guaranteed. of the ground. And yeah, they we, want our oil. China wants our oil and our food source. There ain't no question about it. Dude, I don't know. Dude, I mean, they only have like 50 more years and they will not be self-sufficient. <laughs> I mean, I think that's like many, many places. I think the United States is like that. I think of I think of the world as a petri dish and all the different countries and people as bacteria that got squirted on each side of this petri dish and they're just slowly gonna one's gonna take over the other and spread and one's gonna take over the next, then pretty soon there'll only be one bacteria left in the petri dish until all the food's gone in the petri dish and then they'll die too. And that's so, I mean that is it's basic as i can put how i feel we are treating the earth we're gonna we're gonna rape mother earth until there's nothing left so and hopefully hopefully before that happens we we can stop it and be more efficient at everything we do we got to be more efficient at oil we got to be more efficient at planting trees on farmland that doesn't produce you know if if we're pumping more oil we need to who's to say that grass is Grasslands. Hey, who's to say that grass? Okay, so let's be. We want to talk about efficiency, though. Mm-hmm. Who says we got to plant trees on farmland? Why don't we plant grass and use the biomass? We could. We could use biomass Whatever. for uh, for energy. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I mean, what do we do with grass? Trees take too long to grow. If they do, then grass can you yeah. be harvested and or whatever. Use a biomass you know, get resourceful with it. We have to be more productive on less land. We can't, you know, because our population's going up. You're preaching to the choir on that. We I need, need to be more productive we on need, less land. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, you got. <laughs> you need your wheat That's stocks like eight says. feet high. You know, That's what my bank account's telling me right now. Bank account says you got to be more productive, Levi. I'm scared to even look at my shit for yeah, the end of the year here. Don't look at it. There's subsidies for that too. <laughs> shit, you know, them farmers can't fail, oh God, can they? Dude. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was so, told that by a big farmer once that if you fill out the paperwork i mean you know him this farm like twenty eight thousand acres by here yeah i know and, you're and he about. said you know if you do the paperwork you can't lose money he, he's right but if you do it you can't lose money there's plenty of farmers that aren't knowledgeable enough don't even he's right, read but the it, internet don't look into the programs and they bitch about it at it's the still, cafe it's still a scary road though but regardless it is a scary road um no <clears throat> no i was thinking about something last night now we're on topic of you know, environmental um, efficiency. Efficiency. So, I, I am really personally kind of mad at Elon Musk. Personally, kind of mad. <laughs> I had a, I had a, I had a friend over this weekend. The South African bloke, and so, that's not even the right terminology. Is he South African? I think Elon Musk is South African. Okay, so I'm gonna look something up quick. I, I, I don't have a personal vendetta against him. He's probably a good guy. Who knows? But, there's something fishy going on with him and our government and other people like... Like Elon Musk like has control of our government almost for the money like, he needs. Like mainstream... Like trying to... I don't know. Like, okay, so this buddy of mine that was up this weekend, shout out. Um, I'm not going to say his name, but so, anyways... Not sure. We had a conversation and he brought up a... You know, I brought up a point to him and he's solidified it and you know we have these tesla cars and they cost like ninety thousand dollars don't they oh i don't know they look sweet i've only okay. seen like two like try so, to make them look like a porsche or something like literally the technology that he has in those cars was technology that was here in 1980 just like, the batteries are more efficient or something finally yeah so i mean i think that was known like about a lot of a, a lot of advancements like this had been discovered before humanity or our technology just wasn't there to make it happen at that point it's going to take a few more years so so you're saying he's got old tech and he's getting paid for it or something so it says here that the the tesla's total subsidy value according to data is you're going to really be depressed here 2.44 billion in subsidies 2.4 billion and what was the... 82 federal grants and tax credits as well as 27 state and local awards. Yeah, but he's making rockets. He took over NASA. He should get so, $2 billion so for he's running not, the space not, program now. So so for $2.44 billion in government lost revenue, I feel like we're not getting what we should be. Well, I think he's doing more than fucking electric cars with his well, he Tesla be. name. He's making rockets that can be He better be, be making reusable. fucking fresh air for that kind of money. He's making rockets that and can... when I say fresh can, air, I'm talking like... Pure <laughs> ozone. <laughs> I, I, I mean... Remember those little things you could plug into your wall back? and Maybe you didn't ever saw them, but my mom used to smoke in the house when I was a kid, and she bought us these 
things you plug them into the wall and it's like got this it's like supposed air to clean the air yeah they still make them it had like sure. a little piece of foam over i think it was electrolysis or something they, they're just the size of a <laughs> air freshener oh no this Anyways, is like, like uh, hey, this will this will help take the tar smoke out of your clothes <laughs> out of your clothes when you go to so you don't get made oh, fun of at school <laughs> well yeah that, damn, i got made fun of you had the kids that, like cigarettes yeah you so had the kids bad. that smelled like dairy barns and then you had the real low life that smelled like cigarettes <laughs> and then you had the combo <laughs> <laughs> the kids that had to get yeah. up and do their chores in the dairy and barn and they were cigarettes. smoking cigarettes when they were eight yeah. Yeah. <laughs> stealing yeah. them from their parents and then you had the kids that smelled like booze when they came to school yeah. there's one or two of them too but yeah. no uh, anyways small why, town <laughs> why is musk not i would like to have a conversation with him but it's like normal you'd people. have to you have to if you want a bitch at that you're gonna have to go into do I don't know how many research. companies he has and all their financial statements and where the money's going. And it's hard to follow paper trails sometimes. And who knows? I'm sure he's living a high on the hog. But he's, like, literally, I think that the government damn near gave up their space program. Like, he was putting way more of his own money into space Apparently exploration. Apparently not his own money. Apparently it was our money. Well, I think it probably started as his. And then he said, hey, if you want me to keep running with it, I'm going to run out of money. You gotta help no, me out, I, I and they're going well. Well, they were legal. It was legal forms of getting subsidies. You've built this. You've built the infrastructure. Let's let's help you out now. But th still, that goes back to myself just saying the company shouldn't be too big to fail. Well, I don't know, but I I'm not on board with him. I I, I think somebody's gonna blow him out of the water. Somebody's something, and something's. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Something way bigger is coming. We should be investing our money. And number one, making fossil fossil fuels efficient. But like instead of saying, you know, let's have everything electric by twenty thirty, why don't they say, why don't we cut down why don't we give our our like Domler Chrysler and you know, GM and Ford incentive and say, Okay, here's the deal. You guys need to we'll give you so many subsidies by twenty twenty five or twenty twenty or whatever. That say if you can cut your consumption down on your vehicles um, by forty percent or twenty percent, is that this, something that passed like in Ob early Obama administration and people got so yeah, mad they did, that and cars was, needed to be more efficient? That they did, and it was terrible because like diesel pickups. I in two thousand eight, I bought a and that this was tier. That would have been like a tier one, I believe. I bought a Ford pickup. I took it out to the mountains. Mm -hmm. Brand spanking new. Pulled a trailer. The thing got eight miles to the gallon. <laughs> a diesel pickup. Before the gen before that, the generation of diesel pickups before that, were getting 16 miles to the gallon. I called Ford Motor Which Company. Which still sucks. Yeah, I called Ford Motor Company. I said, is it normal for one of your brand new pickups right off the lot to get this kind of mileage? They said, with that emission system on it, it's burning more fuel because we're using more fuel to burn the exhaust hotter to make it pass government regulations. So the technology wasn't there. It got passed, but they didn't have technology in place to make it efficient. They just said, let's throw more fuel gotta, at it. We just got to cook, cook this it. shit yes. way hotter before it comes out the tailpipe and we'll burn off all the yeah, chemicals. And then it had an exhaust <laughs> filter on it and it would like catch on fire. It was a total <laughs> yeah, freaking disaster. Oh man, that whistling diesel, he loved that motherfucker shooting fire out the tailpipe. Wee I've been watching him too. Wee I've Dad, been watching him. Dad, look at me. 
wrecking, pickup shooting, fire out he's the tailpipes. That kid is such. He's like the epitome of Trump supporters. Oh yeah, he doesn't sure. even have a Trump flag, and I don't. Doesn't even, know even it. need it. <laughs> doesn't even need it, dude. He you had this, know what a Trump supporter is like. Then he now this, you are what judging Trump supporters. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Yeah, I'm not wanting I can him. Pick him out. <laughs> I'm not wanting him, dude. Have you ever I'm, seen uh, the movie Inglorious Bastards? Yeah. Okay, Brad Pitt. Yeah, and the, it's a good movie. Oh, it's so good. I love that. Yeah. When they go, so after this war. Whatever his accent is, you know, Kentucky or something. Yeah, it's Kentucky. Are you going to... Oh, yeah, Lieutenant Aldo Rain. Are you going to take that Nazi uniform off? And he's like, yeah, yeah. Everybody says, yeah, yeah, I'm going to burn it. I'm going to burn it. And he's like, that's what I thought. I'm going <laughs> to give you something you can't take off because we like to know who is who our Nazis is. And he cuts a big swastika with his yeah, with Rambo his knife. knife in their forehead so they can never take it off. I feel like that... Like, well, like, if you flew a Trump flag, you should have to fly one forever I now. I, I don't. You but here's should the thing. fucking be stuck I'm not, there I'm until not, you have proven yourself better. I'm not against people. I, that's dangerous territory because I'm not, I'm not like, I, I kind of just shake my head when I see the flags flying. I myself, it might be a little bit over the top. That's comment, you mean? No, no, no. I myself, the comment I'm about to make. Oh. Saying that I associate Trump flags almost as the new Confederate flag. I Very similar. I don't not quite. The only reason not I, quite hasn't been proven the only, like the, the Confederate. The only reason the only reason I don't I, really I look at the Trump flag just as I look at a rainbow flag at a gay pride parade. I look at the Trump flag as a same as a Nazi flag, the flying in the United States. I look at the Trump flag. They're all the same to me. They're Who all... Who fuck flies a Nazi flag in the United States? White supremacist, man. Alabama? <laughs> no, don't... Tennessee? Fuck. Something? So, so fuck, he... I hope I never drive up to so, one of them houses. So, I... People can fly whatever flag they want. Yep. They can burn the United States flag. You know what? It's the First Amendment. They can do whatever they want. But they also have to um, deal, deal with, with the, the repercussions. repercussions of voicing their opinion on in open public. Now I know I have personal friends of mine that fly Trump flags and I, I, I don't look at them any differently. No. I don't care. Not I really if you know them. I really don't care. Um, I just, you don't see a goddamn Trump flag hanging on any of my friends' coffins on their graves on Memorial day. You don't see that Trump flag and, and, and that's kind of the way I look at it. That flag means nothing to me. And that's the only thing I can get when from When people Wisconsin. do that with a Confederate flag, like in the southern states, you think they'd no, go no, and drape dude. them over somebody's... No, you're crazy. They, they, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Typical just... modern veterans. Modern veterans. <laughs> like fucking modern warfare. Isn't that a <laughs> game, Call of Duty uh, or something? Yeah, Anyways, not a gamer. American veterans, unless... The only time people were ever probably buried with a Confederate flag was probably when the Confederate soldiers died during the Civil War. Or if the, they were still part of the Klan nowadays. Well, the like, Klan really doesn't isn't associated with the with the Confederate movement. The Klan is their own thing. They were well after that or what? Or, yeah, the Confederates are kind of a totally different just, thing. Yeah, I mean they were well after that, but I mean they so, just, so they just like picked up people, the flag so I have as a, a symbol. I, I want to clarify something here. Um, people associate Confederacy with racism constantly, and constantly, yeah, they do. And 
I understand why they do it. But, like the general league getting taken off TV and but there was, but there, but if you really look in, I'm not sticking up for either side, but if you really look into why the Confederate War was fought, and we've talked about this before, why why the Civil War was fought, it wasn't just because people owned slaves. It had to do with taxes. Uh, a lot of it had to do with taxes, and a lot of it had to do. They felt they were the the Union or the Federals, the Feds. Mm-hmm. Were infrid- infringing on some of their rights, and they were willing to fight for it and die for it. And slavery happened to be one of the things that the Union wanted to abolish, essentially. But it wasn't a huge factor in them wanting to go to war. It wasn't just slavery. And the reason I know this is because I've got a good friend of mine that lives down in Alabama, and he he educated me <laughs> pretty well on a lot of this stuff. And it wasn't really out of his personal point of view. It was more what he knew from heritage and that would hand, had been handed down to him from his grandfather mm-hmm. through, the, through the generations. Well, because maybe not everybody in the South, I mean, South was on board with slavery either. But, I don't think they were. I think know? a lot of it was they felt, I think they felt they were getting their, at the time, their rights were being infringed upon. And they I'd felt imagine. like it was worth dying for. Um, so what people... I think there's people who still feel that way in so, certain scenarios. So, you know? the, so let's back that up to the, this flag-flying Trump stuff. We don't need... I, I don't want to criticize anybody for doing it because me doing that would be a hypocrite because, you know, I... For sure. I fly I, a rainbow flag in my house. I, I got took, an American flag. I right. got a rainbow I flag took an underneath it. Or a peace you know, sign. When you, I switch them out. When <laughs> you take an oath to uphold the defendant, you know, the Constitution of the United States... You're not just defending people that fly Trump flags. You're not just defending people that fly rainbow flags. You're not just defending people that fly Nazi flags. You're defending people that were born and are natural born citizens and immigrants. Everybody that, f- that essentially is under these colors. You're defending their rights to fly those flags. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. So that's my view on it. Like They have the right to do it because it is America, but they also have to deal with the consequences. Well, yeah, whether around. somebody's talking shit to them on Facebook or somebody's talking shit on the street to them because they're flying a Trump flag or, or whatever, even rainbow flags. I, I, I personally, I don't care. I, the only time I care is when I see, I the other day I saw it again, and there was a flag, American flag, flying underneath a Trump flag. and For real? It just pisses me off. I haven't seen off. it once, but I've I, saw, I don't look around for I've it. I saw it, and, and I, I don't think that, I, I think sometimes these people aren't even aware of it. Yeah, they don't even understand that what they're doing. <laughs> well, yeah, they don't have no idea. They're like, oh, fuck, well, that one's a little lower, you know. My it's American like, flag at home has a little tear in the one in the bottom corner. I'm supposed to take it down. I should. You know what you're I, supposed to I, do I, with those? What are you supposed to do once it's been torn? Even if I bought it off Amazon, there's for, a, there's a, on the online you can you send it in. Uh, you can. Um, I think the VFW has a flag return day or something. Otherwise, you can. I've burned them before. That's um, that's the appropriate thing to well, do with them. Yeah, what I do I, if you, it's been ragdolled you, on your flagpole, you're probably gonna think I'm crazy. I'll tell you a little story. No, I mean, I thought you're so, crazy a long time ago. I but. had flag. I had a flagpole <laughs> at my old house, and I always flew a Marine Corps flag underneath my. American flag. My American flags always lasted longer. Well, yeah, they're they're just sewn better. You I know. Get the I had a cheap ones. That so I had a. And I had probably had like three American flags. I lived there for nine years, and I went through probably three or four flags. And they started to. I fold them appropriately, and I put when they get torn and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I put them up, and I f- I fold them up the way you're supposed to fold them and stuff because you learn it at the Marine Corps. And then, I was cleaning my garage, and I had some Marine Corps flags that were faded and torn. And some other stuff and 
So I, I, I couldn't remember how they told us to dispose of these flags. Well, it said you can, they got a flag drop, you know, at the Legion, I think, and then the VFW maybe has one. It said, or you can burn them in a ceremonial way. So I was like, well, I looked up the ceremony and <laughs> my kids were like, what are you doing? And I said, well, I'm going to burn these flags. Well, you're not, you can't burn flags. I said, well, there I is said, a way you, you can. can. And, and so I did, but you have, as you're burning the flags, you got to stand at the position of attention and salute them. Well, I did because I can't live with myself. If you didn't do it right. <laughs> I had my kids do it too. Yeah, well, because they were outside with They were outside when I was doing it. And, of course, they, you know, they got cold because it was in the fall or whatever. And they got tired of standing there. I don't blame them. I don't think my buddies that are gone probably would be like, okay, they're kids. So yeah. Yeah. we're not going to make them sit through this. But I sat out there and probably saluted for five minutes until... <laughs> <laughs> my fat, nasty, undisciplined ass. Now, you know, if I was back in the Marine Corps, I'd have, I'd have been there until the fire went out. But for real, until morning, just <laughs> stiff. But I, but I did, I did it, you know. And I didn't feel one bit bad about it because I made an attempt. You at actually probably it. felt good about it. I you did. Looked it up. You tried to figure out how to do it correctly. Yeah. Because most people don't know. I didn't know that. I didn't know what to do with my well, American flag. And Once honestly, it's all ragdolled. I should have looked it up. It was kind of therapeutic because. You stand there and salute. You don't have to salute. You can just stand there and think. Of, yeah, you know, like a guy like remember you, Rots, your buddies, like man. a guy like you. You just stand there and reflect about your buddies. I don't um, have. I don't have friends but, but that you, were in war. I wasn't in the. But I you, mean, my grandpa was in the Korean War. But if you were to have to do it, though, you could. You could. One thing that I want everybody to reflect on is not so much the guys that made the sacrifice. You know, now that I'm a parent. I, I would reflect more on maybe their parents and their and their loss, mm-hmm. you know, and the, the people that are left. Yes, that's what I reflect on the most. In fact, that's what bothers me the most is now that I have. My, it didn't bother me when I first got out of the Marine Corps. Um, you know, you think about them and everything you do, you try to. You know, when when I think shit sucks, like when life yep. sucks, you know, whenever I think life sucks, you. You always think, well, you know, I'm doing this for my buddies. I'm doing this for, in honor of them, you know, whatever it is you're doing, whether you're trying to pass a welding test or run a mile or, you know, um, whatever it is that you're trying to do that's a challenge or you're going through a hard time in life, you always try to make them kind of make a, you know, make it in, in their honor. But, you know, you start having kids and you realize holy shit you know that's a pretty deep sacrifice because you look at your son yeah you look at your daughter you know jessica lynch she was a one one of the pow's she was she was a woman that got caught in the in the crazy uh in in the uh, nazaria and that's where my all my buddies got killed was in nazaria and trying to save her you know and uh she lived you know, there was a lot even, of. I don't people, even know this story. There was a lot of people, a lot of Marines that died trying to go get her, and bless she her soul, she's still alive. And she you made know? it, and they all. Yeah, and she, you know what? She was worth it, though. I, I would never say that. You know, that's stupid. Don't one person. Oh, they thought that too. You know, we just think what they would have done to her. Just think about her parents. You know what I'm saying? If and if that was my son, that was one of the Marines that got killed, I, it would be tough. In fact, I'd probably go off the grid. Yeah. You know. I mean, you look at your kids and you say, you know, I, I would never, my son already, already says, well, I want to join the Marine Corps. I'm just like, son, you need to learn how to graduate school first, first of all. Get <laughs> like, you gave a shit, like you gave a shit about that when you joined the Marine Corps. <laughs> yeah, get, uh, get off that goddamn whistling diesel. Actually, speed. what did I watch the other day? There's, not, not, not to get off this, it's still on it, but um, 
it was it was a show and it was something about like this navy seal and he'd been in for many many years and somebody was interviewing him and they're thanking him for his service and he said hey you don't have to thank me like i feel thankful for this i was literally gonna be in jail me too this gave me an opportunity to do something so thank you and thank you for like i'm thankful for having this chance to be in the military i wasn't worried if i died or anything i wasn't i was just like this is a good opportunity opportunity for me because it's like i literally for life he said i was a high school dropout and i you know i didn't have any plan i got yeah got enlisted and all of a sudden i just like had a purpose and and i mean 30 years later you know he's out of the seals and whatever he's got good direction yeah but it was funny to me to have somebody thank him and he just said you know you don't have to thank me it was not, you know, it wasn't even really a conscious choice for me. I think of it as an opportunity, and I, that's how I look at it. I don't <laughs> think that people owe me thanks all the time for the things I did. I don't either. I don't, I don't feel happy about a lot of the shit I did, but it was a good career, and I met it. It's now become his life, and, you know, he's happy with the way his life turned out. That's exactly how I feel. When I would, when I joined the Marine Corps, man, I, my dad had just passed away, and I was a senior in high school, and I had... Man, it's so. I think back in that time of my life, and I'm like, I was a young. You joined at I eighteen. Was way too freaking. Yeah, I was way too young to be making. And I, when you see an eighteen year old now, and your son's eighteen, you're gonna think he don't. He don't know, know shit. shit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and as an eighteen year old, you're just like. Well, yeah, yeah that back then, dude, it was tough. For sure. I, I was. I got I, my I, pubes a couple years ago. <laughs> I came through with a pretty, uh, pretty, uh, I don't know, motivated bunch of people in my grade in my class and a lot of guys i mean i'd say 80 like academically yeah like uh good hockey players athletics and academically like they're all smart i mean everybody literally everybody was going to college and i my dad had bad brain cancer my senior year and died like a month before i graduated and all that happened and it i learned at a young age that all that happened and then when he passed away I went back to school. I missed like 70 days my senior year. Yeah. I barely graduated. I being home just, with him. and Well, yeah, just being and then being a renegade yeah. at the same time. It's a you rough know? year. You didn't give a shit. Yeah, I didn't care about at much. all, dude. Uh-uh. No, I didn't <laughs> care about nothing. I'll be honest. I mean, I got a DUI in uh, two weeks before I graduated, you know. Hell uh, yeah. So when you smoked a rain gauge like a bomb? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, my daughter listens to this shit. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, sorry. Oh, she we'll don't talk care. about Whatever. that on another Whatever. one. No, nah, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Young but, and dumb. But anyways, you know, it's right in that era. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. You're exactly right. I was headed up there actually. Yeah. And um, so, you know, I was. Oh, a, yeah, I was right. essentially, you know, and I got one social security check for being in school, and that was it. Like. Here you go, Levi. This is it. What do you mean? So for what? For, I from my dad. You know when you're they a, give you a check because I was already eighteen. Mm-hmm. So the, you know you pay into Social Security. Like if something happened to you right now, mm-hmm. your son would get, your wife would get checks what I paid in all the way till he's eighteen or out of high school, one or the other. Okay. So I got one check and it was like eight hundred bucks, and that was that's it. That's it. Um, there was another. My dad had a spouse that was involved with the whole deal, and I'm not going to get heavy into yeah. that. But there was nothing. My brother and I were. My brother's already in the Marine Corps, so he was gone at that point. Yep. He's how much? How many years older than you? Uh, eighteen months. Oh, yeah, so not even two years. He just enlisted yep. a year and a half ago, and you're 
Yeah. Now 18. Like. Yeah. And I had no plans. My dad said something about going to like a welding school, but I, I don't think I was in, even if my dad wouldn't have been sick mm-hmm. and I think if things would have went on as usual, I don't think I was, I was in, it was, I was in a weird kind of, I don't know. I had quit hockey my senior year and I wasn't the greatest at it's just, you know, you were just... You are in a weird spot. You didn't I know was, what to do. Dude. You're about to be done with high school. Then, you're not planning on going to college. Was, thinking about maybe being a welder. And I was drinking a lot. Head, drinking. All of a sudden, I think it happens to a lot of people, you know? I mean, yeah, all and, my buddies are going here. They got accepted here and yeah. here. And I didn't even fucking think to apply to a college. No, I didn't know? either. <laughs> and it's and, like... And, it, and I'm not... I w- I, the funny thing is I wouldn't have it any other way, you know? So no, what I did is I think I went hindsight. probably a week after my dad died. My dad, the funny thing is my dad said, I do not want two, both of my sons in the Marine Corps. Yeah. That. So the, then you just went and did the exact so thing. I just, many, just said, so don't that's do. such an outlaw thing to do, you know, <laughs> just sort of total his last wish. Yeah. And he said, like, I don't yeah. want my son in the Marine Corps. And I was the son that ended up going to combat, you know? Yeah. So I, you know, and I, so I, I, Left for the Marine Corps, and I think July, July tenth of two thousand, is when I left. I know that because every Marine service member knows their their EAS De- deploy date or what's uh, a- yeah, it's, they call it an EAS. Um, it's the, so I got out July eleventh of two thousand four. Four, yeah, four years. So I I knew you know, I knew when I was gonna get, I knew when yeah. I was gonna get out like. Because that's the first thing you think about when you get to boot camp and it's... It's like prison. All yeah, of a sudden, you get you're there like, oh, and you shit. know your date. You're like, oh my God, I got four years of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But but like I said, I, the whole experience as you... The, I don't... When people say, Levi, you know, thank you for your service, I almost feel guilty. Yeah. Because I'm like, no, thank you for paying your taxes and allowing there to be the military because if it wasn't for that, I'd be dead. Because I was drinking so much and carrying on like a moron. Yeah. That, thank you. For, been and you know what? I, a lot of jailer dead or something. A lot or, of times I, I look at guys, especially you know people my age, and I say, hey, you know, thank you for not being a fucking idiot like me. Yeah. You know, for being a, a good you know going to college and participating in society, <clears throat> participating in society in a positive manner. I mean, granted, everybody's always raised a little bit of hell, but. Um, you know, I got buddies. Most in my... people have. I got a couple pretty limp brother in law. Oh no, <laughs> brother in laws. No, they, no, I don't listen to it. <laughs> I, I, I've got a. I've got a. You know, I. I don't. I. Most people I associate with. You know, they're. I couldn't imagine. You know, just being squared away enough after high school to even go to college. And, and, and complete, you know, now I look back, it's a couple of my buddies. It's funny, and, you feel like they're so mature and you're just like, where? Well, I don't have anything. I don't even know what I want to do. I thought that I went to two years of college and I was still like, I have no idea what I wanted to do. Well, yeah. Why did I a lot here? Of, what sucks is a lot of kids and they, they, a lot of young kids nowadays and back then even or whenever through the throughout the lifetime of U.S. academia is... I see a lot of this as they, they go to college kind of to find out if they want to go to college with the problem is their tuition. They're already in it. Yeah. Their tuition, they got to pay for their tuition. And oh, I think I had 50 grand in it before I was like, shit. You know, that's, that's, what, and that's, why a, did I do that? And, and I don't regret it either now looking back, just and literally because I made friends and some great memories and sucked at going to class. That's <laughs> a subject but, we could talk about too. But is, it led me to here. And so you can't, when you end in a decent spot, you shouldn't. 
always look back and be grateful for whatever led you to there. And Dude, it was crazy, like, coming home on leave. Say I've been, like, in the Marine Corps for two years, so I was fairly getting to be kind of salty. And I'd come home and see my buddies, like, at the college house. Yeah. And it was... Not so worrying about nothing. Good. Dude, it was so much different than my lifestyle. Yeah. It was unbelievable. I mean, we were still reckless, but it... Reckless with a mandatory responsibility. <laughs> like, yes, like, your responsibility like, in college is like, ah, Maybe I'll go to class. I'll probably go to class. Yeah, today. like, oh, fuck it. I'm not going to class yeah, like, today. They'd be like, hey, Levi's <laughs> coming home. You know, everybody would just like skip class and like not, like not showing up to something in the military and the Marine Corps, especially, is not a option. acceptable. <laughs> no, not you even. You know what an I'm option. saying? Like, 7 a.m. every day is formation, whether you're in a combat zone or whatever. Well, obviously, you're not standing in formation, but <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, you need to be present. Yeah. You know, there is no checking out for the no. week, there is no. You know, and and that's why it's hard for soldiers to come back to society and too, go right? to college. Have you ever seen those? Some of those, you know, you go the, like the ROTC first. Oh no, that's that's while you're in college. But yeah, so a lot of them guys go to ROTC while they're in college to get like uh, I don't know. I think it gets it earns them credits towards a potential degree. Well, degree, and also it helps them if they want to join, like, the Air Force or the Army or the you Marines. Can step in they can step in as an higher officer. than a private or Yeah. Something. They would go into, like, OCS, Officer Candidate School, as a as a guide or a leader. That's, like, the smartest way to join the military, then, it seems it is. like, eh? <laughs> Get your education paid Dude, for and then I know. step in as an officer. But you got to be smart to do it, though. You can't be a fuck-up like me. Like, there's no way in hell that some... <laughs> You know, there's, I mean, you got to have. Yeah, you got to, you got to know want, what you want at like age 17, knowing that you're going to go in the military and join the ROTC and, and go to this college and, and actually do the paperwork and yeah. apply to a college. And then and, to be an ROTC, to be an ROTC, you got to volunteer on the weekends and shit. Yeah. I remember seeing people leaving my dorm in their uniforms in the morning and. I mean, that's getting into it. Yeah, it was cool, though. I mean. I know, oh, but. Oh, man, there's such a hot girl. This blonde. Uh, quite honestly. She wrote a longboard and she put on her. Uh-uh. Yeah, she put on her blue, like, uniform. I don't know if that's Navy or what the hell she was in. I was like, damn. Quite quite honestly, I, I still to this day. I, at this age, wow, that's that's something to be looked up I to. I know. And at, at this age even, I think that even my, I, I'm, my, I guess I'm too reckless. I've always been, where I fell into in the Marine Corps was a, just a godsend because I, Somehow I, I ended up with a recon battalion, and I trained there with those guys, and I got injured. I ended up in a sniper platoon, and they're kind of a bunch of outlaws. And the I went snipers. to sniper school, and I passed, you know. And, you know, it's kind of, they're kind of like a cow, well, command, you know, the officers don't like the snipers. Oh, they don't you know? give a shit even about well, because, the officers. They're yeah, like, because I'll protect your ass if you yeah. need me to. Because they're attached, you know, sniper platoons are attached to a regular grunt battalion. Grunt so battalions not. are pretty strict. You know, they're helmet heads, we call them. They're, but they're part of them, but they differentiate themselves in a sense that usually you can look at a grunt battalion and they'll come through each platoon, each line company. You know, if they're going on a deployment and you see them getting onto a plane, you can always see who the goddamn sniper platoon is because... They just, they don't cut their hair as much. They don't and their camis kind of look like shit. And <laughs> they aren't, if, the, if they get bitched at, they just say, 
Fuck off. Fuck off, man. Yeah. I'm like beyond you, even as an officer. I feel that well, I am. That's why a lot of them don't make a high you. rank. A lot of the them are snipers. like lance corporals and corporals oh, because they don't move up the ladder because they just really. got that attitude. Yeah, they're really good at their job. They're kind of like a freaking welder, to be honest with you. Yeah, they're really good at one thing. That's it, you know. And and uh, so and you can be really cocky, if, and I, you can make a lot of money or do really well if you. I remember one, one thing. I had a run-in with a major. We were doing a piss test. We did piss test damn near every week. When I was in the Marine Corps, and lots test, of you know? dopers there. I don't know, Vietnam dude. I was on the, the East Coast, and... dude. I was on the East Coast, and there was dudes that would go on Libo and smoke weed and whatever else. So, anyway, I was in the I was in the battalion headquarters with my platoon and whatever. I think it was a random, and I was in line. You got to anytime you take a piss test in the in the Marine Corps, they got what's called cock gazers or meat gazers. They watch you. Yeah, they literally watch you. You don't hold it for you. Urinate yeah. in a cup, and it's like. Okay, so you're waiting. It takes forever to piss test because it's like it's big production, you know. Yeah. And and anyways, it's like voting. So it was, yeah. <laughs> Everybody get yeah. or being at the DMV I mean, they're bringing or you in something. There one at a time, you know. <laughs> DMV. So anyways, of course I, I thought they were bullshit because I didn't think I was naive. Still, you even fucking as a melted the cup. Yeah, right. <laughs> I thought at the time there wasn't one single Marine in the Marine Corps doing drugs because that's how naive I was. I'm like, yeah. this is stupid. Yeah. There's not a motherfucker here that's doing drugs. And then, lo and behold, oh, so-and-so has popped on a piss test. You know, <laughs> some shit bag from a line company, you know. Anyways, <laughs> this major comes up. You know, when you graduate sniper scout sniper school in the Marine Corps, they, your chief instructor or your your primary instructor. See, when I I went to school with 25 guys... And, we had we the original twenty five. I started with three of us graduated from that class. Damn. So the attrition rate was high. So I had my they give you what's called a hog's tooth the night that you, you know, essentially the night before you graduate they give you what's called your hog's tooth and it's a piece of five fifty parachute cord that they've made for you and they drill a hole in a bullet, and you wear that bullet and I wore it till about six seven years after I was in the Marine Corps. I actually wore. I thought hole. that's supposed to, the hog's tooth is the one that's supposed to be that's supposed to kill you. It is. That's what it's about. Right? That, that's what that bullet is. So the oh, hog's now tooth. Now they've turned it just. The hog's tooth is a bullet. And into. That, that's your bullet. So that is the bullet that's supposed to kill you. And you've got it. Oh, I get you it. You got it around your neck. I thought you were supposed to pull it out of like the other no. sniper's gun. Like no. when you get him, you go get that bullet no, out of a, his rifle. So and it's a, that's your hog's tooth. It's a superstition. I um, get it. I get it. Yeah. You're wearing the bullet. As long as you're wearing the bullet that's meant that's for you, your you're bullet. safe. Yep. Exactly. It's a superstition. So I had my hog's tooth on, and you're not supposed to wear any jewelry necklaces except for dog tags, no matter what rank you are in the Marine Corps, no matter how long you've been in. And this major, and I didn't like him anyways. But During he, your piss test? During my piss test, you were in just PT gear, which is shorts, tennis shoes, and, a, and you're one of them green skivvy shirts, they call them. And he, he, I was wearing an Under Armour one yep. at the time. That Under Armour was... Fresh. Getting pretty big at yeah. the time. Yeah, so I was looking Feeling fresh. cool. Yeah, kind of tight, you know? <laughs> yeah, so anyway, feeling buff. So anyway, I, he, he 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 goes, hey, Marine. Well, first of all, I there was like 14 other Marines standing in the hallway. And he's like, and I just kept walking. He's like, hey, hey, Marine, I'm talking to you. And I turned around, I'm like, fuck you talking about? He's a major, you know, that's a, kind of a high rank, you mm-hmm. know? I mean, it's like, he was the, he was the battalion XO. Which means he was the battalion assistant commander, and I said, "Head honcho, where you're." Yeah, at. I was like, "You talking to me, sir?" And he's like, "Yeah, what? What do you got around your neck?" I said, "It's a hog's tooth." Where'd you get that? I said, "Well, I got it in sniper school." 
the fucking idiot. You know what I'm saying? Like he didn't you call him a fucking idiot, but this. yeah, he knows I'm what's like, dude, around your neck. He's infant- asking rhetorical questions. Dude, you're in an infantry battalion. You don't know what a hog's tooth is. Every the, those are the days here. that have to suck in the military. Yeah, and that dude. guy's got you yeah. by rank and he can just be a dick. He go, yeah, and he goes, you're supposed to just fall in line. He goes, he goes, you know, we don't wear those around here. He goes, you need to go back to your barracks room and take that off. He said, we don't wear those around here. And I'm thinking, yeah, you don't wear those around here, well, motherfucker, mother- but I do. I, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm a fucking sniper, yeah. yo. You don't wear them around here. Of course not, dipshit. You didn't go to sniper school, you know? But anyways, it, yeah, those are the days it's just like, get the fuck out of here, you loser. That I mean, if I saw him today, well. I'd like to punch him in the face. You're easy to forgive yeah, and forget. I don't know. Not really, because if he doesn't understand <laughs> the concept of that. Yeah, but that's his... So there's got to be those people in the military too. Like, you you know, I can flex on anybody and, and that's why I love being in the military. I kind of don't wonder if he didn't do it because there was a bunch of junior Marines standing around like just helmet heads. Just shake. Yeah, and here comes can... this fucking sniper. Kind of got a, bought a, probably needed a haircut about three weeks ago. Oh probably yeah. Probably got like, a five o'clock shadow. Like I just rolled out of the yeah, rack. It's not like or you even booze. looked like a hippie. You just look like a normal person instead of clean shaven. <laughs> like, but you know, I'm sure those other Marines are like, Ooh, he's fucking with a sniper. You know? Oh, like, so it's like when, uh, yeah, flex when, a when bit. a general manager of a professional sports team, like trades the star player and it's like, Holy shit. That rattled the whole team. If he can go, then, <laughs> then, then yeah. we all Dude, better start. Playing. Dude, I heard Holy the funniest freaking analogy the other day, and I know you're probably not going to get a kick out of this, but so I was listening to some comedy radio, and there's a guy, there's a talk show, and he was making fun of fantasy football people, right? Yeah. So he goes, <laughs> Do you play fantasy football? I don't, dude. I don't even understand it. I, I, I mean, so, I don't play. I do so, understand it a little bit, but. <laughs> what did he say? He goes, He said essentially what fantasy football is is. You know, you as, you dream as a kid to be a professional athlete, and you, you know, you you want to be like uh, when when I was a kid, it was like Herschel Walker, and you know all those badass football <laughs> you had players. You to pick the one guy that yeah that was on Trump's fucking propaganda oh, train. He was. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. I think Herschel Walker so, came out about Donald coming to anyway. Oh, well, whatever. Herschel Walker, or Randy Cunningham, or uh, Randall Kirby Cunningham played for the Minnesota Twins. Like we yep. wanted to be, you know, like those athletes and. You know, you got. He goes. Then you got fantasy football guys that are just like they go out of town to like Fargo for their draft, right? And they're yeah. like, "You fucking the general manager of a hypothetical football team." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Dude? <laughs> no, I'm gonna it, get it goes along with the lines of like playing video games and all sorts of stuff that we feel like <laughs> is just a total waste of time. And fantasy football, it's like there's one football game on like. Well, they don't care. They got one player on that team, two on the other team. They're, like, not even worried about the game. They're worried about the points for their players and the whole league for the week. And <laughs> Yeah, it's turned – dude, I mean, I don't know if it's just our society and that fucking beanbag toss is getting talked about as being an Olympic no game. No way, dude. Like cornhole. Dude, I was watching fucking national cornhole tournament when I flipped through the channels the other day. That doesn't take any special skill. <laughs> None. Cash it is can play it. Bar sports. Cash can beat me. Cash is it. Levi's how old? Seven. Seven year old son. Yeah. And he can beat me at it. Yeah. Well, but although you know we what? do put him on the kids' line. And it's really boring to watch. If you it is I watched so it the other day and it was like uh it was like even the prof- the professionals I try to watch it on I don't even 
know if it was ESPN or ESPN 8, the Ocho oh or what. Oh, my God, but, dude. I mean, it was fucking one guy just, they're like, he doesn't miss. The only way he can win is if he misses. And he just, like, hit every single one in the fucking hole. And it's like, this is more boring than watching darts or pool or fantasy football stats. But then you get, I got, like, four buddies that do it hardcore. And they're like, shit. Beanbag? I mean, no, no, fantasy football. Oh, yeah. Or DraftKings or not, whatever. I'm not busting on those. I made five grand last year on DraftKings. I'm like, well. I'm not busting on those guys either. I just. It's, way to go. Yeah. I, and it's good if it makes, you know, you get your buddies together once in a while. And, and you know, then you get in a group text and you get to bullshit all I think that's about the, it. more they enjoy and, about it than anything. <laughs> I think that's what it's about. But, yeah, I, I get it. Like, I got, you don't feel like they're credible. Like, you're not. Not at all. I can't take it but seriously. But it at gives all. all those people that are yelling at the TV, saying you should have traded this guy and should have picked up this guy, and I could coach better. You know what I mean? <laughs> it gives them the fucking chance to, and it proves to them that they couldn't even coach better against their friends. <laughs> <laughs> against their friends. Yeah, <laughs> that idiot who they're like, he auto drafted and he won the fucking league. I don't it's even know bullshit. Oh, auto draft like it automatically yeah, it runs through a lottery. Yeah, just picks your players for you when everybody else it's, goes and sits like, around and does like their you, draft. It's kind of like, like when you go buy a Powerball and it auto picks the numbers. Same auto thing. picks the numbers. Yeah, I mean, you, and he won the fucking championship. Yeah, you know? for real. But yeah. no, it. it <laughs> and I'm not I like I said. It. I'm not busting on those guys. It's it's kind of like it's like a hobby. Just Each like their own. Levi it's, spends his time fucking flinging dirt. From one part of the field to the other part of that the is, field. That is crazy and that is crazy it. if you think about it, too. What are you doing, Levi? I'm just driving out here in the field, moving dirt. What? Well, ditching. Yeah, ditching for two weeks. It, it, it is a little bit crazy that a guy's... I mean, there's all sorts of things that are crazy if, you know, you yeah. dig into oh. it. Most... most things Before in society forget- aren't totally rational these days. No, and, and they never <laughs> have been, really. Um, before I forget, I was uh, flipping through the channels last night. I didn't even realize it, but college hockey is on. College hockey yeah, is on. I watched Minnesota against Ohio State last night. Yeah. They they looked like they spanked them. I didn't finish watching it, but it was kind of good to just sit back and, and watch some hockey. I haven't done that since last year. I haven't watched college hockey in I a sat long in time. A recliner. I got asked to be on a podcast that there's three guys that highlight college hockey. and Oh, they'll the, cover it then. Yeah, well, what do you need four guys for? I guess I was like, shit. Yeah, you got you guys got this down. Yeah, well, I, it's not my it's not my. Uh, I don't think you and I are going to offer any experts. I mean, I played it. college hockey for a couple of years, but it, after that, it yeah, I lost my interest. Didn't materialize. <laughs> you know, didn't pan out. Didn't There's a couple alumni from Bethel here, isn't there? In Roseau, yeah, yeah, I played at Bethel, and and yeah, Pastor Jared Gustafson, yeah, he's a Bethel he's, legend. He's one of my employees, you know. The call, does he work for you a little bit? Yeah, he does. What does he do? Shovel he ditches? Tractor. Oh, <laughs> he's an awesome tractor driver. Oh, good. Yeah, he's a good dude. He he works hard. He's well. When I went to Bethel, that was it was a small college in St. Paul, Minnesota, Minneapolis, St. Paul, and they sucked at hockey for really <laughs> forever and he was a legend he'd been was there he really eight years before me and he was so good but he only went there because he's super religious he could have probably played at many schools but oh, he went there he, to be a pastor he plays old timers yeah he and makes it's, people look it's dumb. just sauce all over the ice <laughs> man. Sauce, 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 just baby just toe like dragon two with a 
three foot stick he oh, plays I wish with this he, little mini we, stick but. we should get him in here as our our, our uh the, what is it called the the theology theologian our i don't theologist, know theologist or a resident theologist sure so no. anytime we need every any input on theology we're not gonna call well come i on, mean we man. could gus is a good dude he, we, gus is a good dude but this is not turning into religious podcast i'm gonna get in lots of arguments with that religion religion christian what you know the difference between religion and christian no i don't either yeah um, nobody does so i do i do you mean know religion the is we're not, more accepting we're not gonna get into it um we aren't getting. We can't no, get into we're not, that, dude. We're not. We're not. We're not. But I mean, some of these, some of these other podcasts really get into it. If I guess, if you want to really find out about the debate between religion, you wanna, uh, yeah, you wanna, there's other. You want to learn about religion? Go to Joel Osteen's podcast or whatever. Does he yeah. have them? I don't know. I'm sure he has one. He got a fucking 300 foot yacht or something. He's probably no, got he doesn't. People making the podcast for him on there. Okay, what kind of beer are you drinking over there? Fat Tire Amber Ale. Established 1991. That's such a hippie beer, dude. Why is it a hippie beer? Craft beer? I guess. I think I it's out of uh, Denver or something. I couldn't say. It's pretty good. Fort Collins. New Belgium Brewing, Fort Collins, Colorado, Nashville, North Carolina. I was just there. You're just there. Fort Collins, Colorado. You should have picked me up some fat tire. Actually, years ago, I used to go to hockey camp in Colorado, and we would pick fat tire up and bring it back for one of my dad's buddies here in Minnesota, but... Do you no. drive or fly? Drove every year. Mini really? Van, minivan with the parents and drove out. No shit? Yeah, absolutely. To a hockey camp? Aspen, did Colorado. They have, so did they, was it during the summer? Yeah, it was during the summertime in Aspen. It was awesome. It was a great idea. My dad got paid for the hockey camp and it covered... Oh, he our, would do the camp? Yeah, it would covered our, uh, covered our, <laughs> expense, our expenses for the trip. It was just he, a clean wash and yeah, got, to, got to go experience Colorado a little bit and act like... A rich did you, kid did you guys a really take a mini minivan? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a little blue minivan. Did it have the double doors? <laughs> it had the helicopter doors. Probably the same one that I used. <laughs> I love them. I man. used for ripping around Duluth doing grenades out the side of water balloons with my buddies for summer hockey. But so I got another question for you. Yo, have you been by the place lately? By the place. The place we're building. No. I haven't even by seen there, it, dude. I haven't even. Oh, you seen haven't been by there, place. I suppose, because all you do. No, is... I knew it was a lot. I know where it's at, but it is two miles too far for me. I turn two miles before it, dude. If home. you're worried about burning some extra fossil fuels, I'll freaking give you a ride from the Highway 31. <laughs> <laughs> if you're if you're really just on the energy efficiency, <clears throat> just trying to go straight home, and we can go over there and look at it. You bring your bicycle. You got a tandem. God, you got a tandem. That would be so funny, dude. Wouldn't it be good to? I mean, we could rip around town on a tandem bike for a couple of days. People would have not think piece anything of it. Decal on it. <laughs> yeah, piece grenades decal everything. Yeah. So what else we got going on? Anything we need to cover in the news? I don't know what we got. What you got cover written in the down news. there? We we covered all that. Yeah, we covered the oil industry, but I had one other buddy that was. I, I was looking up something about. Hmm, snowmobiling you know what we're gonna cover that we're gonna cover it next week because he was it's wilderness versus versus oh you did you know, some research the on expansion that? yeah like people that want to hike up into the wilderness and keep it for hiking in their national parks versus snowmobiling there so that was a debate and being polaris is in this town that's a big debate you know they want to be able to go there it the is hikers, a hot button it's the hikers hot. don't want to see them the skiers don't want to see them 
the snowmobilers don't want to run over the skiers. No, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, that's apparently that's issue, like man. there's not enough mountains out west for everybody to mountains. enjoy. Apparently it's a debate. So maybe we'll get into that next week. But uh, for now, I think we're we're good for November. Have we covered everything? 24th. Uh, I mean, I hope everybody has a... Hey, we didn't get into polis- politics too bad on this one, did we? I think we started a little bit with COVID, but, you know, we're good. We don't got to get in politics every time. We, we did talk, get pretty heated there with the energy stuff, but... What energy stuff? Well, with the oil. I'm just joking. Actually, <laughs> we, actually we, we came, we, we did pretty good, though. Yeah, we're pretty peaceful. Me and Levi are definitely not going to go uh, wrestle this one out after. No, not We'll tonight. be fine. We'll, we'll give it knocks and, or whatever the elbow tap you're supposed to do these days to not shake hands, and we'll call it good at that. I don't know. We've been spitting at each other for the last <laughs> <Yeah>. hours. <laughs> All right, y'all. That's it for... Uh, Studio COVID, Levi's crumpling up his cookie wrappers and Christ Fuck cleaning off. up already. <laughs> uh, Is that going to make <laughs> Be peaceful today? to one another, everybody.